And then the last night, I went up to take a shower. We got in at like nine o'clock. And I was like, oh, my face really hurts. And I like look in the mirror and I'm like, this. I'm like, what is this? This is this was like an old whatever. And I go to like rub my hand over it and it's just horse blood. Just blood out of my face. It was like a blood blister that got Ew. stuck under my skin. Ew. Under an old I this used to be a zit. And so it oh. was gone. And I saw yeah. I was like, it's raised and it's really painful. And I just go like this, just blood. Just blood. <laughs> So it's, I put like a thing <laughs> on it. I know. I put like a thing on it and it doesn't hurt anymore and it's completely yeah. flat now. So I'm like, okay. Did you put like one of those acne patches on it or I something? Did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it worked. Like I had I put it on this morning and by like eleven o'clock it was like good to go. Mount Vesuvius erupted and now it's fine. It hurts so much. I've never I'm seen sure. so much blood coming out of my face. You know what? Face and head. Oh, anything they bleed constantly it's like way worse than it actually is it is it's like when you get a cut you know got a lot of brain going or a lot of blood going up to your brain brain going up to your blood i don't know if i got that either hello everyone and welcome to the show i'm blair and i'm kirsten and we are Mediocre, Mediocre content. And I am not at my normal house. So if you hear other noises, it's not me. It's, it's yeah. just my family. <laughs> the audio quality might be a little different this week. And that yeah. is because Kirsten is taking the show on the road. We're not touring. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not touring. No, Kirsten independently decided to tour and go somewhere else other than her normal house. AKA she went on vacation. Yeah. If you could call it that. I just sweated my whole butt off putting a canopy together. Visiting the fam counts. Yes. Being, not being in your own home and taking a break is, yeah. it counts. Absolutely. These are the sacrifices we make. Exactly. Um, <sighs> oh my gosh. Um, I'm wearing, I, I'm excited for your reaction. I'm wearing the, Eras tour sweatshirt. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I thought you were gonna say a hairy shirt, and then I was gonna be like, "Oh, no. oh okay." No, no. Okay. Well, it's it's. I mean, it's cute. Yeah. As a sweatshirt. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it's it's how I compromised because, like, obviously, I'm not gonna pay outrageous amounts of money for the tickets. Oh, like, no. I I could, <clears throat> I but I'm not going to because it's just it's not practical. So. In lieu of that, and to make myself feel better, I bought myself a Taylor Swift Eras Tour sweatshirt so I can pretend like I went. You just tell people, look at my sweatshirt. Did you go? No. Like, (laughs) obviously, I was there. I got the merch. It's fine. (laughs) It is. Do you have any pictures? No, I was just blinded by her amazingness. (laughs) Oh, God. Like, I couldn't take pictures. (laughs) Oh, man. No, they are astronomical. I forget who I was talking to about that. Uh, (sighs) Because we were comparing her tickets to like the BTS tickets and stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm just. Yeah. So I will say from Caroline and Mai's experience, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we have paid that much, but they were for front row, like right. amazing, like they sweat on us tickets. Like it was those ew. kind of tickets. Don't ew me. It's kind of um, ew. <laughs> um, so, I mean, we 
but like to pay that much money, like $1,200 for seats where you can barely see the stage and you're like the last, like in the last row of the stadium seems a little. Yeah. It's not worth it. Right. No, I agree. Like if I was going to be front row, then that's different. Yeah. No, this is very different. Right. Yeah. Well, now you're like never went. So I know. Yeah. Gonna go see the Joe Bros in August though. So I think that'll be good. Concerts for 2023, the Joe Bros. Joe Bros. I love it. Kevin is my new favorite now. I was a as, Nick girl growing up. I was about to say as opposed to who? <laughs> I, I was, was a Nick, I was a Nick girl growing up. Not um, a Joe? Not a Joe. Wow. I just I don't know. I wasn't attracted to that energy. Mm-hmm. Were you a Joe? I was neither. I just liked their oh. music. Okay. I did. Uh, you know, I was. Yeah, was you weren't. Right. You weren't into it. Yeah, I got you. Uh, no. One Direction. Well, I'm one, one Direction <laughs> was. One Direction developed very aggressively. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was stomped into the ground. Brutally. Brutally. Zane's been posting on Instagram though, and I'm like, Oh my god, he looks so made, good. Like bombastic side eye oh my there. god mm. oh i think he looks good i've enjoyed him posting because i feel no, like he some... does look good i'm but like you know yeah no you're right <laughs> all the boys continue to play the one direction songs like at their concerts and it's just i know i'm sorry i wish that people i wish i this should be on stream because i can't I show know. you here I but know. the most recent one that he pictured is like the stereotypical like um He's i don't even... mugging yeah, like that bro look, the mm, yeah. with like the pursed lips. Mm. It's like the male version of a duck face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's exactly what it is. So, uh, yeah. Anyway. So. <sighs> All right. So let's do a disclaimer yes. and then we'll get this show on the road. Woo. <clears throat> I'm already right. on the road. I know. I know. <laughs> you left me behind. I did. I'm sorry. All by myself. <laughs> no, we were gonna. We're we're never together. I like was gonna ever. say we so always do Zoom. <laughs> yeah, this is fine. Uh, maybe one day though. Yeah, maybe. One I day. aspire to have one podcast in our repertoire <laughs> of podcasts that's like all together. I agree. Like, we're exactly in the same room, side by side. <laughs> One day, maybe even a stream if we're together. That would be kind of cool. I say, why not both? I'm fucking los dos. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I took French, not Spanish. I don't know what that means. Why not both? Okay. (laughs) Why not both? (laughs) Disclaimer. All right. All right. We're moving on. We're moving on. All right. We are not experts on anything. Um, if you come here to get any kind of advice stu- or any kind of um, information for a research paper of any kind, um, we are that not, the, we're not the place. <laughs> yeah. I, can you imagine like concepts. some, some like fifth grader, like being like Saturn and then like getting this podcast? <laughs> I mean, it's technically from NASA, so maybe they do. Yeah. Okay. But like it's to never that, guaranteed. Let me say to that fifth grader though, your yeah. teacher would appreciate you actually going to the NASA website more. Yes. yes. Than do uh, citing our podcast yeah. as a source. Yes. Okay. Exactly. We are way more entertaining than the NASA website. 
I would like to say, but <gasps> they are the more reliable and research paper worthy source. Yeah. Okay. And they're always in the description. So if you don't right. know where to find it, <laughs> go to the description. Yeah. Right. Meanwhile, Gen Z knows how to like do AI and we're over here like how to pull up Microsoft Word on Apple computer. MLA <laughs> format, so even, to this, yeah. <laughs> even <laughs> to this day. Even to this day. Purdue Owl. Oh, All right. man. Anyway, <clears throat> so continue to do your own research, needless to say. And um, I'm going to take us into the good news. I'm so excited. I like what that you named it mini deep dive. I love this. So this, yes. So this is a deep dive. I only have one like article good news because it was so interesting and kind of a longer one so mm. this is the only thing we're going to do for good news cool okay so in seoul south korea um based the article is about how they turn their food waste <laughs> into resources for their like um energy like um mm. so we'll get into that we'll get into it around the world most of the 1.4 billion tons of food thrown away each year goes into landfills. As it rots, it pollutes the water and soil and releases huge amounts of methane, one of the most potent greenhouse gases. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, methane is not great. We don't Doesn't like that. Mm -mm, no. But not in South Korea. Wow. Uh, South Korea banned food scraps from its landfills almost 20 years ago. Here, the vast majority of it gets turned into animal feed, fertilizer, and fuel for heating homes, a.k.a. Oh. natural gas. Okay? You don't have to call me out like that. All right. <laughs> food waste is one of the biggest contributors to climate change, not only because of the methane, but also the the energy and resources that went into its production and transport have been wasted as well. There. Yeah, that makes sense. So <clears throat> the system in South Korea, which keeps about 90% of discarded food out of the landfills and incinerators, has been studied by governments around the world. Officials from China, Denmark, and elsewhere have toured South Korea's facilities. New York City, which will require all residents to separate their food waste from other trash by next fall, have been observing the Korean system for years, a spokesperson for the city's sanitation department said. Wow, I didn't know that. I know. While a number of cities have comparable programs, few, if any, other countries do what South Korea does on a national scale. And that's because it's so expensive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so although individuals and businesses pay a small fee to discard food waste, the program costs South Korea about $600 million a year. Wow. Um, according to the Ministry of Environment. I didn't know we had a Ministry of Environment, but that's amazing. Or maybe it was South Korea's Ministry of Environment. Oh, it could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Nonetheless, um, experts say it should be emulated because um, it reduces so many emissions, right? Mm -hmm. So South Korea's culinary tradition tends to result in unneeded food. Small side dishes, sometimes a few, sometimes more than a dozen, accompany most meals. Mm -hmm. For years, practically all those leftovers went into the ground. But the country's mountainous terrain limits, or mountainous terrain limits how how many landfills can be built. So, mm. um, and how far from residential areas, right? So, like yeah. in 1995, the government introduced a mandatory of paper and plastic, but food scraps continue to be buried along with other trash. 
Political support for changing that was by people living near landfills who complained about smells. Fair. Um, because stews are a staple of Korean cuisine, discarded food there tend to have a, wire, a higher water content, which means greater volume and worse odors. Beautiful. <laughs> yes, it's very, very nice. It's a lovely little cocktail of disgusting. <laughs> it's beautiful. Um, <clears throat> so since 2005, it's been illegal to send food waste into landfills. So, mm-hmm. um, Jungno Stew Village, a popular lunch spot in Dobong, dis- the, the, uh, la, 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 la. and all the words. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> a popular lunch spot in the Dubong district of Northern Seoul, um, is, let's see, potluck stew and kimchi are the best sellers. Mm-hmm. So no matter what the order is, the owner serves a small side of kimchi, tofu, boiled bean sprouts, and marinated perilla leaves Delicious. as well. And most of the time, all of that stuff goes uneaten, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the leftovers go into a bucket in the kitchen, and at closing time, Lee empties it into a designated bin outside. On the lid, he attaches a sticker purchased from the district, evidence that he paid for the disposal, and in the morning, companies hired by the district empty those bins. And um, around 11 a.m., they get to Dubong's processing facility where they unload the s. And the debris, bones, seeds, shells are picked out by hand. Ew, where? Dubong's plant is one of the last in the nation where this step isn't automated. So oh, I guess okay. people don't okay. normally do it. There's, It's usually an automatic like some kind of machine mm-hmm. and in the morning company or wait 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 that's my spot hold on conveyor belt okay something the conveyor yeah. belt carries the waste into a grinder which reduces it into small pieces and anything that isn't easily shredded like plastic bags is filtered out with and incinerated wow then the waste is baked and dehydrated the moisture goes into the pipes leading to a water treatment plant where some of it is produced is used to produce biogas to help like heat people's homes and the rest is purified and discharged into a nearby what's left of the waste at the processing plant four hours after parks team dropped it off is um, ground into a final product a dry brown powder that smells like dirt (laughs) it's a feed supplement for chickens and ducks rich in protein and fiber and the facility manager um, gives it to any farm that wants it nice so inside the plant, strong odors cling to the fabric and hair of like the people that work there. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. outside, it's barely no. That's great. Yeah. So other plants work differently, um, just depending on how they see best to deal with the amount of um, waste that they're dealing with, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's see. Um, the biogas is sold to a local utility, which says it's used to eat, used to heat 3000 homes in Korea. Um, and every ton of food waste that rots in the landfill emits greenhouse gases equivalent to 800 pounds of carbon dioxide, turning it into biogas cuts that in half. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, Critics note for all its benefits, Korea's program hasn't attained 
one of its goals, which is getting people to throw away less food. (laughs) There are setbacks. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the amount that has been thrown away has stayed pretty consistent, Mm -hmm. um, for a while. Um, the system also has a couple of other little flaws. Apparently some people feel like there is a smell that is emitted from some of the plant. Um, and it got so bad in one, um, area that they couldn't leave their windows open, but so they had to close one of the plants in, yeah, because it was so smelly apparently, but overall it's good. It's, it's still a good system. It's definitely better than what it would be. And it reduces what's going into landfills, which is kind of cool. I wonder why, like, um, and maybe some, I'm sure some restaurants do, but I wonder why the restaurants don't just ask if somebody wants a side of something as opposed to just automatically including it. You know what so I mean? It's a cultural thing, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's just one of those, like, yeah, uh, it's like how we get so we water is free in the United States. Right. right? And in Europe you have to pay for water. So I think it's just one of those like cultural customary things. I have to change if they want to cut that back. Cause I'm a kimchi Mm -hmm. fan, but like Tyler wouldn't eat it. So like it would be Mm -hmm. wasted on him, you know, I've never tried kimchi and I've always wanted to, and I'm not sure. Is it like vinegary? Is that like, it is. Yeah. But I I don't eat it plain. I usually eat it with like garlic noodles or something. Oh yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. it's so stinking. Especially if you get the Napa cabbage version. Yeah, I've always wanted. So stinking good. They sell it. They sell like a really a a brand that I saw online that apparently is like the best. Oh. The best one, but they sell it at Costco in like a big tub, and I'm like, don't want to commit to the big tub. <laughs> I don't feel like I could put the big tub anywhere. <laughs> right. I do like it though. It's very good. And it's good for you too. It has mm-hmm. probiotics. Well, that was lovely. Thank you. I I thought it was it was yeah. It's like kind of fun to just see like how other countries do it, you know? Yeah. And to know that New York is going to be implementing something similar soon is wild. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> how it goes. Um okay. Well, as you may have seen by the title, <laughs> we're back in space. <laughs> I just, you know. The way that you like said, like, okay, guys, so like, bear with me. We only have a few more to go. I don't know if people love it or hate it because I also feel like we don't get feedback on our pods. It's just, you know, they listen to We're just to putting it out into the universe. A- yeah. Literally. Literally. <laughs> um, but if you're still here, you're still hanging with us for part six um congratulations you win nothing but another podcast about space so congratulations i think that for those people who are enjoying this i think that's award enough i think so also saturn's my favorite i just want to put that out there for everyone so i'm very excited about this any reason i just like it because it's basic it has like the it's like what everyone thinks of when they think of planets I feel that's like fair. No, no, everyone thinks fair. of Saturn. They don't think about, you know, it has good branding. That's all it, <laughs> it brands itself, apparently. All right. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. Um, all right. Well, Saturn is the sixth planet from the sun, um, which is great. 
Uh, it is also the second largest planet in the solar system, which if you were here last episode, we figured out that Jupiter was the largest. So it literally is the second largest. Um, its name origin uh, is kind of interesting to me. So it is the farthest planet from Earth that was discovered by the unaided human eye. And it's been known then since ancient times, similar to all the other planets that we've encountered so far in the series. Um, the planet is named for the Roman god of agriculture and wealth, and that is the father of Jupiter. So it's kind of like they're related. <laughs> cute. We love. So cute. Yeah, we love. Um so after Saturn, anything past Saturn wasn't discovered unaided by the human eye. So that's exciting. Saturn's the last one. Oh. Yeah. So uh, if it if we were still using yeah. our naked eyes. Don't talk about my naked eyes were... in public. <laughs> <laughs> then what? There would only be five, six? Six. Yeah. Yeah. Six. Which is. Including the moon, I guess. Honestly, still impressive, to be fair. True, true. You know? True, true. Yeah. You're right. Distance from the sun-wise, we're talking about 910 million miles, which is about 1.4 billion kilometers, which is insane. It's pretty far. <laughs> and it it's takes, a good distance. You it know? is a good, like, I don't more think than I could a, walk it. It's more than a weekend trip, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, It's one-way light time, which again, as I always say, is just how long it takes the sunlight to reach the planet. It takes about 81 minutes so, oh, you know, that's not too bad. Yeah, we're over an hour, but it's still not bad. No. Uh, length of one year is about 10,000 Earth days, and length of one day is about 10 hours, which is really fast. So hold on. Hold <laughs> on a second. This is okay. I don't know why I'm thinking about this right now, but sure. the length of one year is 10,000 and, and 759 yeah, Earth right. days. Uh -huh. Right. So like, if you were born on Saturn, then you would <laughs> <Okay>. like... <laughs> How many days are in the average lifetime of a of a human? Would you just you wouldn't be that old? You would only be like three <laughs> when you die or something. <laughs> Hold on. I mean, that's that's not inaccurate. You would never make it to a year on Saturn. <laughs> you would. Uh, I guess you'd have to do like you'd you would have to use days. You're like, oh yes, I'm three hundred and sixty five days old. <laughs> or maybe you would still count it three sixty five. I don't know. Um, either way, it is similar to Jupiter in that it's a gas giant. So no more terrestrial. We've now gone past terrestrial and we're now into Wait. another <laughs> Wait, gas planet. I have planet. a fact. Okay, go for fact. it. Go for it. Go okay. for it. All right. So the average human spends roughly 79 years or 28,835 um, days. Okay. So it would be like... You would be like two and a half. Right. Well, yeah, because you'd yeah. probably have to use On days Saturn. instead of years at that point. Like, I'm yeah, not, that's true. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm 30 days old. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. How kooky would that be? That would be super kooky. <laughs> uh, that's great. A little unnerving. Um, I, I'm just saying, I feel, I feel like if, <laughs> So if you're three on Saturn, yeah, hella old. Yeah, exactly, exactly. 
Uh, okay, right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. that was great. You've just you you've <laughs> increased the existential crisis that we usually go through in these episodes. <laughs> My brain is just having a hard time it's catching like, up. <laughs> happy birthday to you! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Happy birthday to you! It's your second day, and you're 75 or something like that. Or something like that. Yeah, it would be like disingenuous too, because you're like, I guess you're old. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, as you may have guessed, also Blair. Fun fact. You ready for this? Yes. Saturn has rings. No way. Yeah, for reals. I'm not even joking. No way. That is not the, how I remembered it on every test I've ever had <laughs> in my entire life. <laughs> no way oh wow so yeah saturn has rings um they are thought to be pieces of comets asteroids or shattered moons which kind of makes me sad um that broke That's up before like, i know shattered moons is like a good band name it or is so, like some kind name. of like yeah i don't know anyway, like a punk ahead. rock band yeah or like, punk rock or like maybe one of the like emo Ooh, like yeah. not mainstream like and the yeah. guy has like hair in front of one eye and he's like I feel very deeply about my feelings <laughs> or yeah or it's like a girl or girl band that sings like um uh like folk music shattered moons where the shattered moons. oh yeah and you they know like I mean? do the gemstone witchy thing yes and they yeah. have yeah yeah mm-hmm. um anyway that's not Saturn but <laughs> Just side tangent. Um, they think that they broke up before they reached the planet, torn apart by Saturn's powerful gravity, which we'll get into. Um, they are made of billions of chunks of ice and rock coated with, of course, other materials like dust. Um, and the ring particles mostly range from tiny dust-sized icy granulars to chunks as big as a house, which is pretty sizable. Um, and a few p- particles are as large as our Earth mountains, which is also pretty sizable. Agreed. The rings would mostly look white to you if you looked at them from the cloud tops of Saturn. And interestingly, each ring orbits at a different speed around the planet, um, which I didn't really wow. even know that they orbited. I thought they were just suspended. <laughs> right. But so, I get, yeah. Yeah. Apparently I they like orbit. The, and they're at different speeds. Yeah. It's like... It makes me think of the Jimmy Neutron theme song when oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. at the end it's like a neutron and then mm-hmm. it's all like spinning. It's like that. Yeah, it's exactly mm-hmm. like, yeah, exactly. Uh, the ring system extends up to 175,000 miles or 282,000 kilometers uh, and from like from the planet out. Uh, yet the vertical height is typically about 30 feet or 10 meters in the main rings. So it's not very thick it's just wide Mm -hmm. named alphabetically in order they were discovered the rings are relatively close to each other with the exception of a gap which measures about 2900 miles or 4700 kilometers in width and that's called a small gap a small gap gap. uh very minial i could definitely walk that (laughs) i mean that's like the width of the united states right yeah exactly um that width is called the cassini division and it separates rings A and B, so they are numbered. Um, the main ring, lettered. They yeah. are lettered. Numbered. <laughs> Stop confusing the people. Okay. <laughs> My brain is just whatever. It's, I know. it's on overload. <laughs> it's okay. 
Uh, the main rings are A, B, and C, with rings D, E, F, and G being more faint and recently discovered. So, you know, we just keep discovering weird things. Indeed. Um, and then much farther out, there is a very faint Phoebe ring, or Phoebe ring, uh, and that's in the orbit of one of Saturn's moons, Phoebe. So it's like, it has this ring structure, and then its moon has a ring structure. Cute. <laughs> yeah. matching yeah twins. But twins it's like mother daughter <laughs> exactly cute speaking mm-hmm. of uh saturn does have 83 moons so it does have a lot like jupiter mm-hmm. uh saturn is home to uh multiple different worlds on these moons so there's like titan that has this um smoggy methane lake that hazes around it which is just neat okay um phoebe which we just talked about that has its own little ring has craters all over it and the jets of water spray from a moon called enceladus 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 um but it has actual water spray on the moon which is huge later when we talk about potential for life (laughs) oh great okay so just kind of want to put that out there. All the moons are just kind of like their own little worlds. Uh, again, similar A to whole Jupiter. New world. Oh, jeez. Here we go. <laughs> copyright strike immediately. <laughs> um, no, it wouldn't be a copyright strike because it's not the actual song. It's my version of the song. It's A Whole New World, Blair's version. It's, we're talking about Saturn. So it's, right. it's fine. <laughs> right. There are 63 moons that are confirmed and named, and there are another 20 who are awaiting confirmation of discovery, as well as naming by the International Astronomical Union, or IAU, and we've talked about them before in relation to Jupiter's moons as well. Yes. But what's she look like, though? You know? I'm about to tell you. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We'll go find out. Um... Saturn has a radius of about 36,000 miles or 58,000 kilometers. Uh, it's orbit, orbit, orbit. It's a, little bit, it's a little bit funky as well. So it has the second shortest day in the solar system overall. Again, one day takes about 10 hours. Uh, the time it takes for Saturn to rotate or spin around once, just for reference. And then Saturn makes that complete orbit around the sun in about 29 Earth days or Earth years, I'm sorry, which is that 10,000 plus mm-hmm. Earth days. Mm-hmm. Its axis is tilted by 26-ish degrees with respect to its orbit around the sun, which is similar to Earth's 23-degree tilt, meaning they do have similar season experiences on the planet. Mm-hmm. Overall, it has a structure more similar to Jupiter, however, and it's mostly made up of hydrogen and helium, which makes it a gas giant. At Saturn's center, there's a dense core of metals such as iron and nickel, which are surrounded by rocky material and other compounds solidified by intense pressure and heat, which is also something that we discussed about Jupiter. They're very similar. It's enveloped by liquid metallic hydrogen inside a layer of liquid hydrogen similar to Jupiter's core, but considerably smaller because it's the second largest. And this is the part where Blair starts to have a meltdown about liquid hydrogen. <laughs> you Well, and then you were like liquid methane too, like yeah, a yeah, few yeah. moons ago. And... Few... <laughs> <laughs> Titan. Titan is the moon you're thinking of. <laughs> and I'm just like, why are these elements not in their correct form? Get it together. <laughs> I don't like it. Uh, well, 
You're not going to like this either. I know. <laughs> it's hard to imagine. However, Saturn is the only planet in our solar system with an average density that is less than water, which means the giant <laughs> gas floats. planet it can float. It can float. It floats. You would need a giant bathtub for that to be a thing, but it would float. Oh my god, I love that. <laughs> okay, you do I love, love it. That okay, good. So much. I love that way more than okay. anything else we've talked about so far. That's better. <laughs> this isn't it this, cute. This is this is great. I wish Earth was bigger. Because uh, well, yeah, take Saturn and put it in the ocean, and it would be <laughs> fine. It would just chill there. Our own personal bath bomb, <laughs> right? Oh my God, it would yeah. literally be a bath bomb. Though. It like a, really would a boom bomb. It would a not be good. Bomb. Yeah, not a good one. <laughs> um, but like, yeah. still, still, that would be so fun, stinking cool. Oh my goodness, I so love that's, it. That's that's exciting compared to the other facts. <laughs> I so yeah uh surface and atmosphere so uh it doesn't really have a true surface again because it's a gas giant you got the hydrogen and helium and it's liquid whatever forms it's just scary so no real surface it is mostly swirling gases and liquids and while a spacecraft would have nowhere to land on saturn it wouldn't be able to fly through unscathed either and this is also similar to jupiter's problem there's extreme pressure temperatures that are deep inside that would crush and melt or vaporize the spacecraft altogether which is horrifying <laughs> vaporizing is such a very intimidating word oh yes my God. and also saturn is blanketed with clouds that appear as faint strips and jet streams and storms it could also vary in shade of yellow brown and gray but these winds in the upper atmosphere can reach up to 1600 feet per second which is 500 meters per second in the equatorial line. Um, in contrast, just to kind of give you an overview, uh, the strongest hurricane force winds on Earth top out at 360 feet per <laughs> second, which is 110 meters. So we're talking 1,600 feet per second comparatively. So there you go. Um, and of course, the pressure, the same kind you feel when you deep dive underwater is so powerful that it will squeeze the gas into a liquid which is the part that Blair doesn't really like so anyway um Saturn's North Pole has an interesting atmospheric feature in that it is a six-sided jet stream this hexagonal shaped pattern was first noticed in images from the Voyager 1 which we'll talk about exploration in the second half and has been more closely observed by the Cassini spacecraft since this spans about 20,000 miles or 30,000 kilometers across, and the hexagonal is a wavy jet stream of 200 mile per hour winds, which is about 322 kilometers per hour with a massive rotating storm at the center. There is no other weather feature like this anywhere in the solar system. It also has a magnetosphere. Uh, Saturn's magnetic field is smaller than Jupiter's, but it is still 578 times as powerful as Earth's, which is conceptually difficult to uh, kind of think about uh, yes. Saturn the rings and many of the satellites lie totally within Saturn's enormous uh, magnetosphere and the region of space in which the behavior of electrically charged particles is influenced more by Saturn's magnetosphere field than by the solar wind so a very electrical uh, sphere of magnets is basically what it is it's just huge 
Um, on Earth, these charged particles come from the solar wind. Cassini, which is one of the other vessels um, that were able to collect data on Saturn, showed that at least some of Saturn's aurorae are similar to Jupiter's and are largely unaffected by the solar wind. And instead, these aurorae are caused by a combination of particles ejected from Saturn's moons and Saturn's magnetic field's rapid rotation rate. However, these non-solar originating aurorae aren't really completely understood yet. So they're still kind of under study, trying to figure out exactly how they work and connect with the magnetosphere itself. Got it. I think that's a lot. So why don't we take a break? A break sounds good. All right. We'll see you guys on the other side. Bye. Welcome to the ad segment of this week's podcast. Normally, we have something witty to say that would segue you into the second half of the podcast, but not this time. For this ad break, we've created a random groove segment built exclusively for the vibes. Enjoy these calming tunes before you come re-immersed in all things mediocre content. that nice. Always good to set the mind at ease, if only for a few seconds. We hope you enjoyed this calm transition to the next half of the podcast. See you on the other side. Welcome back, everybody. We are entering the second half of Saturn. Indeed we are. And we're going to pick up at potential life because I did kind of touch on it. And this is important for moon talk more so than the planet, as you can imagine. <laughs> so Saturn's environment, if you haven't already guessed, isn't really conducive to life as we currently know it, given the temperature, pressure, materials that kind of characterize the planet itself too extreme. And they're too volatile for even the most extremophile organisms to adapt to. However... Even though planet Saturn isn't a likely place for people to live and, you know, for organisms to live, the same is not true of its many moons. So again, you have one that has already been confirmed uh, to have water. Uh, Titan, despite its uh, hazmat style gases, does also have internal oceans. And they are suggesting that some of these moons, which is also kind of similar to Jupiter, the moons may have been able or may potentially be able to be conducive to life as we know it. Kind of exciting, I would say. I would say. And what a great view, honestly. Like if we right. were to live on oh. a moon of Saturn, like we could just look at Saturn and pretend that and just know that it floats. And that yeah. would be super fun. <laughs> yeah. My planet floats in water. Have you ever put it in water? No, but just trust me. <laughs> I, I know. Yeah, I know true. what I'm talking about. I listened to a podcast once. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, I know. <laughs> um, formation. So, you know, it's similar. They all say it formed around the 4.5 billion years ago when gravity pulled swirling gas and dust to become what it is now. So about 4, mil 4 billion years ago, sorry. Saturn settled into its current position in the solar system, taking its as sixth planet from the sun, and it's 
mostly hydrogen and helium, which are the same two main components that make up the sun. So Correct. I also think we talked about um, Jupiter kind of being like, it was so large and so similar to the sun, it just didn't become its own sun. But realistically, the point in saying that is that Jupiter could have been a sun star within the solar system with its own moons and rotation and gravity in our rotations and gravity around our sun. (laughs) So they're also indicating Saturn, in theory, could have been the same because it's got so many moons rotating around it already and it's made up of the same material it just didn't get to the point that our current sun is so so you're saying we could have had too many solar systems within Uh our solar system correct yes we could have had like three the (laughs) moons that and the moons that orbit them could be their planets correct yes Uh uh-huh okay (laughs) are you okay (laughs) i'm fine okay fine existential i'm gonna stop doing space episodes well we still have a million other things to do with this with this with this this series series. yeah no you're right uh okay speaking of exploration let's talk about it so four robotic spacecraft have visited saturn uh there was nasa's pioneer 11 which provided the first close-up look and that was in september 1979 NASA's twins, Voyager 1 and 2, followed up with flybys nine months apart in 1980 and 1981. Each flyby revealed intriguing details about the ringed giant world, but it wasn't until the International Cassini mission arrived in orbit in 2004 that our understanding of Saturn really started to take shape. So it took a really long time for us to get there and like get substantial information. Uh, Cassini studied Saturn from orbit for 13 years before its human engineers on Earth transformed it into an atmospheric probe for its spectacular final plunge into the planet in September 2017. So you can imagine it did not last (laughs) after that. And Mm -hmm. Cassini also carried ESA's Hugens probe, which had landed on Saturn's moon Titan in 2005. So pretty cool. Nice. So from Earth, astronomers have studied Saturn with telescopes for centuries. As I said, it was the last one discovered without aid visually. And the Hubble Space Telescope continues to uncover new details from its perch in Earth's orbit. I do want to kind of highlight a couple of significant events in terms of Saturn's research and exploration. And it dates back to 700 BCE, if you can think of that for a moment. (laughs) uh the oldest written records documenting saturn are attributed to the assyrians and they described the ringed planet as sparkle in the night and named it star of ninib which is so cute i think ninib (laughs) ninib i'm probably pronouncing it wrong but whatever uh in 400 bce ancient greek astronomers there i go again i can't say astronomers it's so weird the Orbert, uh, Orbert. Astronomers. <laughs> astronomers. I'm such a nerd. <laughs> um, ancient Greek astronomers name what they think is a wandering star in honor of Kronos, again, god of agriculture, and the Romans. And also would... the Google browser. Oh, mm-hmm. yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, the Romans would later change the name to Saturn, their god of agriculture. So Roman Greek issues. We're not getting into it. Yeah, that doesn't that's matter. A, that's a <laughs> Yes, we don't care about that right now. 
Uh, July 1610, Galileo spots Saturn's rings through a telescope, but mistakes them for a triple planet, which I think is kind of a weird mistake to make. I don't know. I, I, I didn't see I mean, what he saw. So <laughs> uh, maybe the moons were just bigger back then. I mean, yeah, maybe they weren't as run down or cratered or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, 1655, Christian Huygens discovers Saturn's rings and its largest moon, Titan, although technically Galileo discovered the rings before and just mistaked them. Uh, 1675, Italian-born astronomer Jean Dominique Cassini, hence the Cassini discoveries, uh, discovers mm-hmm. a division between what is now A and B rings, and again, that was named after him, the Cassini um, gap that they were talking the, about. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, September 1, 1979, we talked about Pioneer 11. Um, it found uh, Saturn's F ring and a new moon during its voyage. Uh, the flybys between 1980 and 1981 with Voyager 1 and 2 reveal intricate structure of the ring systems consisting of the thousand ringlets. And flying even closer with Voyager 2 provided more detailed images and documents at the thinnest of some of the rings, which was really instrumental in getting that structure down. July 1, 2004, NASA's Cassini spacecraft becomes the first to totally orbit Saturn, beginning a decade-long mission that revealed its many secrets and surprises about the rings and moons. And then January 14, yeah, uh, January 14, 2005, the European Space Agency's Huygens probe is the first spacecraft to make the soft landing on uh, Titan, which we again talked about and kind of probe around and study Titan's surface, which is, again, that lovely cloudy hazy nastiness which is fantastic uh september 17 2006 scientists discover a new ring and this ring coincides with the orbits of saturn's moods moons jonas and epithemius epimetheus i don't epimetheus sure um image taken during the solar occultation that backlit the planet revealed the new ring so just discovering more moons and rings <laughs> lots of moons uh, lots of rings lots of we go we got it space <laughs> we got it 2009 nasa's spitzer space telescope reveals the presence of a gigantic low density ring associated with a saturn's distant moon phoebe which again we discussed it has its own and then finally september 15 2017 cassini ends a 13-year orbital mission which was planned and it plunges into saturn's atmosphere sending scientific data data back at the last second casina's final five orbits enable scientists to directly you got it uh, it's just rough uh sample saturn's atmosphere for the first time so even though it died and planned to plunge into its atmosphere it was also super significant because it gathered data in the atmosphere for the first time and that's part of the reason we know you know what it's really made of and how similar it is to jupiter yeah very cool. And now my mouth is tired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't say little... it like that, though. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> I said what I said and I meant what I said. It's a lot of information. Okay? It is. It is. You're right. <laughs> um, But that kind of signs us off on another freaking space episode. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think? Um... What do you think? Oh, my God. That took me back. <laughs> <laughs> um. I think this was lovely. Thank you again yeah. for lightening us on another another floating 
ball of gas in space. We appreciate it. <laughs> we all learn love learning about that, don't we? Yeah, we do. Uh, well, I mean, we only spent a few years on environmental science, in so now we're going to. Space. I think this is good. It's a nice refresher. Yeah, I think so. I miss making the solar systems. I feel like as a kid, I really like did not make my ideal solar system because I was just a kid and like couldn't appreciate the project. But now as an adult, I want to build like a solarium or something, you know, that'd be fun. That would be fun. That yeah. would be very cool. Like a moving one. Gonna, you, you know what? I'm going to get you a telescope for Christmas. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas. That's what me. you need. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, if you want to uh, comment on how much you love the solar series, or- yeah, comment, comment Saturn floats down below <laughs> if you really got this far. For real. And if you absolutely dislike it, we'd also like to know that too. But there, um, there's more than one way to let us know. Uh, you can either connect with us at mediocrecontentpodcast at gmail.com, tweet us at mediocre squawks, follow us on Instagram at mediocrecontentpodcast. You can also go over to our YouTube, which is um, oh yes, we have a YouTube now, <laughs> a YouTube yes, which is and just- you can comment over there. Yeah. If you want to. Yeah. But it's just a mashup of the streams that we're doing over on Twitch, uh, which is twitch.tv backslash mediocre content podcast. Imagine that. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. We're bi weekly streaming on Thursdays. Yeah. And if our doesn't work for you, then you can always catch it on YouTube later. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I'm going to leave. I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. That's I'm fine. Leaving with that. That's fine. <laughs> that sounds good. Um, then yeah rate us five stars we love you guys Mm. and we'll see you next week sounds good cheers cheers